half of the verse. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And it's only a single sentence. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. I'll read that again. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let me uh, start by sharing with you a couple of things about this passage. And one of those things is the phrase, sing psalms. The phrase, let us sing psalms, in the Greek is only one word. And the word is saleto. It almost sounds like a psalm. And, and you might think, well, that means sing psalms. But it has a little different meaning than that. The word means several different things. One of those is to pluck off, like pulling a, a fruit off of a tree. Another uh, meaning is to cause to vibrate by touching something, like a harp chord. Another meaning is to touch or to strike a chord. And strike a chord is the name of this message. Another meaning is to play a stringed instrument, like a guitar. It can mean to sing to music of a harp. And the definition that I really like is to celebrate praise of God in song. Now, in times like this, it almost seems like, why would I think of being cheerful and happy when... All of life is in a disarray. Nothing seems normal. I can't be in places I want to be, uh, feel unsafe in public. And so those questions come heavy to us. So how can I ever feel cheerful and want to sing at this time? And that's the question that I had to ask myself as I began to feel the lack of social connection in the places I'm familiar with, and I began to feel a little low in spirit over the last week or two. Schedules disrupted, schools closing, all those things that we're so familiar with can't even congregate in our churches right now safely. And I enjoy those things. It's how I refresh. And so without those, I've had to find different ways. And for a period of time, I didn't know how to do that so I didn't feel cheerful. I felt far from cheerful watching the death toll rise and the case counts of uh, the COVID virus throughout the world. And I was afraid, you know, that this is going to come close to home and my life's going to be totally changed. And I was trying to be cheerful, but I couldn't do it. And so as my spirit grew lower, I began to think, how in the world am I going to talk about let us be happy and sing psalms and praise God together in a period like this. And the reason for me is because it's difficult in tough times to put on a happy face. I don't know about you, but I have a trouble sometimes putting on a happy face. My face generally reflects the mood of my heart. But what about that word that says happy or cheerful? The word there in the Greek is euthumio. And it's not what that face value of that word sounds like for cheerful. And this is where this message began to make sense to me. 
The word uh, euthumio comes from two different Greek words. One is you, and then the second word is thumio. You is the word for good, like well done. Now, I don't mean like a steak, but well done like done well, a task or a job. You've done something well. And the uh, word thumos is the word for passion. Now, the word rage, passion, how it comes out in a passionate rage when someone's angry was not necessarily a good thing, right? But that thing which is driving that rage is thumos. Now, think of this as a good kind of passion because passion drives what makes us feel good about things, to care about what we care about, to do the things we want to do in this world, to love what we love. And that passion comes from within us, deep inside our hearts and souls. And when that passion is expressed, we feel connected to what we're doing. So that expression of that passion, then, is the good or healthy Thumos, the deeper passion it wells up within, not something you have to fake, but actually is something you really feel driven about in your life. And some of us are disconnected from our passions right now. And I was. And it's a very painful place to be. So when we think about those passions... We need to reconnect with what matters to us. And a lot of folks are going to say something like, well, I can't do those things right now because I can't be around people to do those things. But your passion still drives you. And just today, I realized that my passion was to connect and encourage people to share things that matter to me and to help them to grow and feel better about themselves. So this morning, I began to send out different encouragements to people I know. And, and it really blessed me to do that. I said, I need to do this. I have to do this. This is something that matters to me. And even if I can't do it face to face, I can do it in specific ways that reach specific people and probably quicker than one person at a time face to face because of the way our social media and texting is set up. And so if that's something you like to do, don't let your passion shut down but rather let it grow. Because James says, if you have a passion, that's good passion, express it like with joy. Now, here's a good example of, again about that phrase, let us sing psalms, that single word that helps us to understand that saletto. I have a guitar here that will help us understand what that exactly means. Now, in music, there's a phrase called dissonance. Dissonance is when the chord doesn't sound right. Now, when someone, first of all, picks up a guitar and they don't know what they're doing, it's the first time they pick it up, they'll pick it up and they'll kind of look at it and they'll go like this with a pick or with their fingers, and they'll just strum across and see what it sounds like. And if you can hear, that's not a particular chord. It's a string structure on the guitar. It doesn't sound like a harmonic, pleasing to the ear sound. There's a little bit of dissonance. But what if you really wanted to make some dissonance 
and make it sound, and you'll see people pick up a guitar and try different fingerings on chords, and they'll do something like this. And all of a sudden, what you hear is something that doesn't sound pleasant. That striking the chord that doesn't sound right is you're not connecting with your passion in the time of the virus or in any other time in your life, but especially when you feel like you can't express who you are in creative ways. And so if I finger a chord properly on the guitar and I strike that chord, it sounds pleasing to the ears. Wouldn't you agree something struck in a chord that matches what it's supposed to be sounds and feels a whole lot better. So what James is sharing with us in this passage is when we feel a sense of disconnect, it's a lack of harmony, it's a dissonance in our, in our lives. As I said, I didn't feel I could express my passion during this time. I didn't feel like I could you know, hug one another uh, person or shake their hand with the social distancing going on. And I thought, well, that's just not a total of my passion. And that's not the only thing that matters to me. But I didn't know where or how to connect to it. And when I was low in spirit, I said, God, I don't feel good about this. I'm not depressed, but I feel like a part of me is missing. And here's what James is saying. The passion that we have, this cheerfulness, the word translated cheerfulness or of good cheer, is the passion that God has given us inside that's our unique skill and gift and our present or our talent for the world. And when we feel like we can't share that, we feel disconnected because... Our passion is the source of how God's joy moves through us into the world. So if, if I'm good at uh, singing music and I don't have the ability to share a song because I don't feel like it's going to make a difference or it doesn't matter, then, then, then I don't sing and I don't have that connection to God going through me which comes out my mouth in a song. Therefore, I don't have joy. I don't sense God's joy because I don't feel anything moving through me out into the world. And that quiet and isolation steals joy. And the enemy saying, this is how it's got to be. It's not true. It's not how it has to be. The truth is, your passion within you is there. You may not know what it is, or you may have lost it for a while, or you may not know how to express it right now, but everybody has something they are passionate about. And that passion drives you, and it should drive you if you're connected to it, beyond fear. It should go beyond your fear of rejection, beyond your fear of danger, beyond your fear of sickness, beyond your fear of humiliation. If it's God-driven, kingdom-building passion based on Jesus, all those things will become second in that expressing of that passion. So when you express that passion, your life is striking a chord of beautiful harmony within who you are in God's kingdom, and people are nurtured by that. 
encouraged by that, taught by that, edified by that. And this morning, what I'm going to ask you to do is reclaim and reconnect with your passion. Now, the passion that you have, I want you to reconnect with it in a way that connects others and yourself to the source, which is Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe for you, it's reconnecting again with your passion, like I had to do this week. Or maybe for the first time, you're really going to connect with it, and you've got all this free time, because you can't go anywhere, to connect with it. And so, as we look at our passion, find it again. You're going to have new ways to express it, but God hasn't said you can't express it now, because it's not the same way you're used to doing that. One of the things that I'm passionate about is finding those who don't know who Jesus is, or people who've lost touch, or think it doesn't matter, and sharing with them that there is a difference with God, that you matter. That God can still transform your life and who you are. Though you may be angry with God or given up on God or given up on yourself, God's not done with you. As a matter of fact, you might say, I don't even know who God is anymore. I don't know how to connect. I believe God's given us a time of restoration and rebuilding those things that have been broken in our society for a long time. And true, we can't go knocking on doors face to face and doing house calls like the church is called to do, but the church has gotten a long way away from that practice. And so we have new ways now and time to do them, to reconnect with people through social media and start putting out their hope because people are getting nervous and scared and losing hope. The truth is, hope is found in Jesus, and it's found in some of the darkest places of life. And so if your passion is like mine, of being who the church really is, and churching up, and and making sure that what you're doing at this time isn't just all about you and, and protection, but rather serving God in difficult times, then your passion is going to drive you to do that. And it's what the world needs right now. Because they're desperate for people to say, I still believe in Christ, and more so, I know now more than ever that He is our only hope and our only way. I look at it like this. In the end of this thing, no matter how it winds up, you're either going to be with Jesus or you're not. And this is the time when people are looking at their lives, their futures, their hopes, stock markets going down, Finance is all crazy. There's some people out of work because of this thing. They need to know that there's still going to be an answer that works. And I know that answer strikes a chord deep within me that's Jesus Christ. That love expressed in relationship with Jesus Christ brings about transformation even in these kind of days. So what is James saying to us in this verse and when he says, if anyone is cheerful, let him sing psalms? Let's try it like this. 
If you have a passion, do it for all you're worth. Play that music of your passion loud and long and let people hear that you have it because God has inspired it in you, transforming you. Now you might think as a pastor, hey, you got this understood, you're good, but as I said, I went through some dark days this week. Struggles, trying to feel connected and find my way in a world that just seems so detached right now. But one day, I woke up a couple of days ago, and I said, God, this is an opportunity to harvest all those fields that are ripe for you right now. And I so want people to know you. And so as I was laying there, and I first woke up, I said, God, help me to reach people, to do what I need to do to share your love with them. Because I got nothing but a whole lot of time. And so do you. And if we move, progress further into social isolation, we're going to have a whole lot more time. And so we're going to need ways to matter. And here's what's neat. When I started sharing the encouragement this morning with people and sharing the things I had been encouraged by, different things with different people, they said, wow, I needed that. Thank you. And I was encouraged. So my passion came back with joy from others saying, thank you for doing that. And I'm, and I'm going, oh, I want to do more. Because it strikes a chord in others when you strike the heart of God in your, in your passion of who you are in Christ. Yes, there will be some that don't understand and some that reject your message. But it's okay. They rejected Jesus' message too. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank You that You love us completely, that You know how to minister to us, to challenge us, to bring us hope in times of hopelessness, to be our hope. For You have not changed. Your promises ring true and stronger now than they ever have. And we need to hear them. Heavenly Father, so if we need to hear them, I know others do too. And so help us be the voice of encouragement that when we encourage others, we'll be encouraged. Your Word told us, Heavenly Father, in Second Corinthians, that the same comfort with which we find in You, we can comfort others. And by so comforting others, we ourselves will find that comfort. So Heavenly Father, I ask Your Holy Spirit to pour down right now with your mercy and grace and your peace and help to strike in us that courage, if you will, but the strength in adversity, in the state of change, which is going to be continual for a while, to realize that change is also an opportunity. If we'll look at it that way, Heavenly Father, and spread out our wings And let that opportunity to share your word with others who don't know you grow. Heavenly Father, I confess that at times I've been reluctant. Reluctant to share your word, reluctant to share your truth, just because I just didn't feel good. Or I didn't feel safe. 
And Heavenly Father, I ask that you would uh, receive this act of contrition and help us to move beyond our own uncertainties into the knowledge that you are who you are and your word is coming true and always will. Help us to stand forth in that, that this world needs something to turn to and believe in right now right now more than ever. And so, Heavenly Father, the peace that You give, which goes beyond understanding, which exists in the midst of the craziest storms, I ask that it would be present now for us. Heavenly Father, may that good passion come out of us and may we strike the chord simply because you've asked us to. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. If today's message meant something to you or give you any help or hope, please let me know in the comments. I would appreciate that. And if you're able, I'd love to see you again tonight at 6.30. Much more intimate. We'll be uh, fielding questions as we go through Philippians part of chapter 3. I'll see you tonight.